Are you a entrepreneur and you're saying, gosh, I need help. Um, maybe you're a small business owner and um, you work full time. So you're kind of that dualpreneur. And there's some things that you don't know how to do in your business. And you're saying, I need help. You might be at the place of saying, I'm ready to hire my first employee or definitely I want to secure contractors. Well, you want to listen in as we chat with Delmar Johnson today all about your HR needs as it relates to hiring your first employee and also securing contractors to get you some help to make sure your vision comes to pass. We're going to jump right into it right after this quick intro. Don't you move. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard all across the world wide web. We are so excited to have all of you that are joining us live, live. Uh, listen, three different places in Facebook. Shout out to my Facebook community. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, shout out to my Facebook personal page. Hey, how y'all doing? And certainly the Mitchell Productions page. We are glad to have you. Um, shout out to those that are listening in from YouTube. You might be listening live or catching us later. Uh, welcome to my channel. Go ahead and hit subscribe and hit that little um, bell so that we can send you a reminder whenever we are live and have some video content. And then certainly LinkedIn, hello on LinkedIn and Twitter. We are glad to have you. And then all of our podcast stations, iTunes and Stitcher and Blog Talk Radio and all the things um, where we show up across the internet. Um, broadcasting live here from Richmond, Virginia. If you're brand spanking new to me, I'm Charvette Mitchell and I'm an online strategist and marketing specialist. And I work with uh, female entrepreneurs, and we sprinkle in a few lucky men to enable them to build their online brands and their platforms so that they generate more revenue. And we do that focused on your marketing, your visibility, and your branding. And this show is one of those outlets. So today I am super excited. Uh, welcome again to all those that are popping on in, saying hello. Go ahead and comment wherever you are coming in from. Um, so that we know that you are here. And if you're checking this out in the replay, hashtag uh, replay. If you're listening from iTunes, go ahead and rate um, this podcast and show us some love. Um, welcome to all those. Listen, I got to shout out my mom, Betty. Listen, she's going to always be here, always and forever. Uh, yes. Hello. Listen, we got a whole lot of celebrities in the audience. Um, <laughs> Bishop Joel Brown, which is my pastor, he is stopping in. Hello. Hello. Tony and Winston. Uh, follow the Pink Squirrel. Check her out. Um, and so we are excited today because, listen, um, oftentimes um, we speak to a lot of different guests and you know that we target um, guests that can really help entrepreneurs and help small business owners. And so some of you might be at a place of saying, I need help. I, I, like, I can't do everything I need to do. I don't know how to do everything I need to do. And so how do I transition? How do I think about bringing on contractors? How do I think about even, oh my goodness, my first employee? How do I think about that? Hey, Brandy, thank you for popping in from Richmond. So let me introduce today's guest who is hanging out in the virtual green room. She is ready to come up and chat. Go ahead and share this out. Um, I know that there are people on your timeline um, that are, again, small business owners, entrepreneurs, dualpreneurs, working a full-time job and building their empire on the side. I know they need this content. 
So Delmar Johnson is the principal consultant and CEO of the brand HR Brain for Hire, a boutique HR and public relations consultancy helping growing for-profit businesses and non-profit organizations um, to help them build and develop a legacy through the development of their leadership, people, culture, and best practices to help mitigate risk and develop strength-based cultures. Listen, she has over 20 years experience working with big companies, working with nonprofits, small business owners. She's also an Amazon bestseller, uh, and she's the author of HR is Sexy. Listen, I actually have that book, HR is Sexy, The Truth About Human Resources. Um, and then she's also an author of another book and other co She's co-authored books and shown up in various places. We'll get into all of that. Um, and she has been a featured guest speaker on several platforms, several conferences, uh, shared the stages with people like Dr. George Frazier, uh, Dr. Cindy Trim, Adam Witte, Lamar Tyler, April Franks, about three of them have been on the show. Uh, and she's here today to chat with us about your HR needs. Uh, coming up to the mic uh, right now, uh, live, and we're going to find out where she's from. Coming up right now, Delmar. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I hope uh, everybody can hear me. You are good. You we are, are good, good to go. All right. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to the platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is such a great topic because it can scare, um, yes. you know, solopreneurs. If if you and I was a solopreneur for a long, 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 long time, and so to even think, okay hiring an employee or getting contractors. I think this is such a great topic and you are a specialty um, specialist in this area. So where are you? Where are you coming in from? I bring you greetings from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> Memphis is in the house. Memphis is in the house. Wonderful. And so how did you get into the space of, you know, just just HR, human resources? Well, I'll tell you the quick version of the story, but uh, I was 17 years old, actually, when I made the definitive decision that I was going to be in human resources. And that's without me knowing exactly what human resources was at the time in the 12th grade. You know, everybody, every 12th grade is asked, what do you want to do when you graduate from high school or when you graduate from college? So we had the same questions too, 30 some odd years ago, okay, about yeah. what do you want to do when you um uh, finished college. And I like, you know what? I told my teacher definitively, you know, 17 year old, smart, all those kind of things. Like I'm going into human resources because it has to do with helping people. That was my response to her. Never fledged, didn't stutter. It was definitive that that was what I was going to do. So that was, oh, I'm about to tell my age. That was almost 40 years ago. What? Over 40 years? Okay. So you don't even, you barely look 40. So you, you hold, you're getting your holding. You, you're hitting and holding. Um, and so I think that's amazing to that you knew, you know, at a young age, um, not even really fully knowing what that is that you wanted to, at the root of it, help people. So can you define human resources? And listen, um, Tina is popping in. She's an entrepreneur and a uh, new book coming out. She's a visionary author. So she's here saying, I need this. I need this. Thanks for the love and arts. What is HR? Define that for us. In a nutshell, HR and how I define HR is about people. Human resources, yes, there's technical sides of it and, you know, some of the things that you just must do to be a sustainable business. But HR for me has always been about 
people. It's like how you treat people, how you give guidelines for people to operate uh, fully in and be engaged in would make a true difference in your business, no matter the size of your business. But human resources, beyond the technical things that most small business owners are scared of, it really does boil down to people. And that's always been the very core of why I even chose human resources. Again, not knowing fully at that time, at such a young age, knowing what it really would be about, that would be not only the technical side of HR, but also the people side. And it's the people side I initially was so attracted to. Wonderful. And so um, let's say there is an entrepreneur that's listening um, in and they are solopreneur. So they are, you know, they're doing, you know, doing their business by might be a consultant, uh, might be a, a, a real estate agent, might be an accountant. Um, and so they have come to the point of I need another set of hands. So let's first deal with contractors. Um, and, and maybe it would be a good place to start of defining like the, what's the difference? Because there is there's some very distinct things that people should be aware of. So the difference between a contractor and an employee, let's start there. Most definitely. And that's probably one of the top three questions that I've been asked about throughout my entire HR life, actually, but it's definitely in the last 10 years that I've been supporting startups and small business owners. So let's get straight to that question and answer. So for a contractor, and I'm going to tell you the difference between a contractor, give you a few pointers around there, and then we'll compare that to what an employee is. So for a contractor, these are the things that you want to keep in mind. First of all, a contractor is not committed to just you. A contractor is going to have several clients, which is the goal for a contractor to be working or being able to provide their product or service for more than one person. So a contractor is going to have more than one client uh, on their roster that they're going to be supporting their business. Also, a contractor is going to dictate their own time. So they're not on a time clock as you would have with an employee. They're not on a time clock. They can work anywhere, anytime, as long as they are delivering the results that you're paying for, all right? So you're paying for results. They're working, you know, and we're living in a technologically advanced world, right? So somebody could be doing a, you know, a $10,000 project for you sitting on the beach drinking my ties, but they're delivering the results. Right. Paying for whatever that deliverable is. Uh, they're so their location is independent of an office, of an office that you run, that you control, uh, or a space, if it's not an office, it may be a space, right? So they're independent of where they work, how they work, when they work, as long as they're delivering the results of what you're paying for. So those are some things you need to keep in mind about a contractor. Now, on the reverse side of that, employees are those where you dictate their time. They have to work within a certain time frame. You're responsible for paying, paying excuse me, payroll taxes. Uh, you are responsible for port, reporting state and federal uh, unemployment unemployment issues, okay? So you have to report to the unemployment office. In other words, you pay into a pot. Every time you pay someone, you pay into an unemployment pot. So if there is unemployment that has to be paid out, it comes out of that, of unemployment insurance. Uh, you are responsible for, if they have benefits, you know, you're responsible for having those in, those in place. And then you then you take on a certain percentage of what those benefits cost and other parts of it is passed to the employee. So the employee you need to look at as more long-term and someone who's committed to really your business culture and wanting to work uh, with you as a company long-term. They're not looking for, they're not uh, a short-term fix, if you will. A contractor is more like project-based. 
uh, there's a beginning and an end time typically with a project, and then you pay them for the results. Whatever the agreement is between you and that contractor, that's usually a service agreement involved where you have signed off on it. So you both are committed to what it is that they said that they're going to deliver. So you want to keep in mind that a contract is vastly different from an employment because for an employee, you also are governed by federal and state excuse me, federal and state employment laws. And whereas a contractor, it is it gets real, it gets real sticky. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but certain employment laws are not going to apply to contractors. So there's a very thin line bef- between contractors and employees. And from the 20, 27 years that I've you know, served in human resources, 10 of that has been specifically in the entrepreneurial community. And there's been many of uh, conversations that I've had where startups and employee, uh, excuse me, startups, even established small businesses and entrepreneurs continually use contractors the wrong way. Oh, we okay. So I know a, hot, a whole lot was just said there. If you're popping <laughs> in, um, you're checking out the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, uh, broadcasting live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. We are here with Delmar Johnson, HR Brain for Hire. Um, and yes, so some of this, if you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling just, just calm, just, just breathe. Information is knowledge. Information is power. Um, but we want to give you this information because I definitely thanks Tanya Sloan's attorney. Tanya Sloan is, is saying yes, 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 clapping it up, um, coming on in. And so oftentimes people start um, start with contractors, which is certainly, you know, certainly fine. And there's like this statistic that's out that there are X amount of businesses that are so that are basically one person, but they don't account that um, that person could have 10 contractors that they have. So th- sometimes when you see those numbers out there around how many people are employing people, it does not include contractors. And so exactly. um, a couple of things. So a contractor, let's talk, let's dig a little bit more into that. And certainly while people are listening and watching, um, tell them how they can connect with you online and schedule up appointments and things of that nature. Most definitely. Uh, well, Delmar Johnson is everywhere. Okay, so Delmar Johnson, obviously on LinkedIn. You know, we have to use our formal name, Delmar Johnson on LinkedIn. I'm actually on IG as Delmar and Co. Because of my name, I have to kind of switch it up a little bit because there's other Delmars out there. But Delmar and Co. Then of course DelmarJohnson.com. So uh, typically, I would come up as Delmar Johnson. Wonderful. And I have tags. And if you miss any of that, just jump over to Charvette.com. Um, and we have a great blog post with Delmar and linked all of her information there. And I've tagged on Instagram. Hey, Instagram, who's going to catch this in the replay and Facebook and uh, LinkedIn as well. So contractors. So any a, a couple of things. And I know in your book, you cover a ton of things. I have the book, uh, but just a couple um, tips you would give initially for um, an example of some contractors and a couple things that people, small business owners should think about? Sure, definitely. Great question. So for contractors, when you're thinking about contractors, usually an entrepreneur startup is going to start off with maybe someone that's doing their social media marketing, their email marketing, and probably doing some administrative work for them. So those are usually the categories that people, so let's deal with the social media uh, manager. Let's use that yeah. as an example. A social media manager is very popular among entrepreneurs to start with one of one of those type of individuals. 
Well, when you are identifying that social media manager and you're having that conversation, which I hope you are having a conversation with them before you begin working with them, okay, and they're having a conversation with you, and you've identified what it is that you would want them to do as a deliverable, see, it's the language, too. It's the language that I try to distinguish between country as well. So it's the language. But the deliverables, that's the language that a pure contractor is going to use. And part of that is if they're going to be posting every day, you know, if they're going to be posting once a week or if they're going to be engaging in your Facebook group as one of, as one of your administrators uh, to post your social media in there, whatever kind of social media activities that they're going to be doing, you want to identify those as a deliverable. And please, I implore you to actually have a service contract, a service agreement with a contractor. There's been too many conversations that I've had over the past 10 years where people just hire somebody. Okay, well, I give them an invoice. I give them a detailed invoice. Well, I do both. I'm a pure contractor. I'm a pure contractor as an HR consultant, but you get a service, you get a, a proposal, a service agreement, and an invoice from me. So all three of those come together saying that you are actually a contractor. We have it on paper that these are the deliverables. These are the results that you're going to give me in this particular time frame, say it's the yeah. contract or something like that. And then you pay me according to the invoice that I send you every month. All right. Great example. And, and we've got people chiming in saying that right on time. Tanya's like, yes, I'm, I'm looking for a social media manager um, now. And so, um, and then there are other, you know, graphics and all kinds of, you know, things that we could go down the list. But I, I think you definitely hit on it that contract based short term, it could even be a long term, yes, a long term contractor. But the key is, is the deliverables and they get to do handle the business however and whenever they want to, as long as they hit their deadline. Exactly. And let me tell you something else. Let me put a caveat to that, Charvette, that a lot of time and nothing wrong with a long term contractor. You are so right about that. But being in a long-term contract position, make sure that you are renewing the service agreement along the way in that long-term contract or revisiting it or something, have a discussion. Because a lot of times what I've found in my experience uh, working with small business owners that they, yes, they'll have long-term contract There's nothing wrong with that. But then you begin to slip over and start treating them like employees. Mm. Because now it's like, well, she's been, he or she, has been working with me and contracting with me for the last eight months and they just not seem to, you know, doing what I'm telling them to do or come in or, or, you know, report in when I'm telling them to do it. See, you start mixing up the language. Yeah. You start mixing up the language. A contractor is not your employee. So you do not have, uh, so if you say, oh, I have a, I have a team. Okay. Cause I use the word team a lot. I have a team. No problem. You have a team of what? Maybe W2 employees plus contractors. Great. That's a team. But, you cannot call your contractors. Oh yeah, I have I have ten employees, but though but you're giving them ten ninety nines. They're not your employees. They're actual independent contractors who more than likely have other clients uh, that are paying that are paying them. So users, so you have to kind of check that long term contract thing because the language begins to get mixed up. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. This is good. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna pause right there for a quick. Station break, because when we come back, I want to deal with all like the first time, like, OK, I'm ready now to transition 
one employee or hiring my first employee. So we're going to let you rest in the virtual green room. <laughs> Thank you for all those that are popping on in, uh, checking out the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting live, live from the capital city uh, of Richmond, Virginia. I'm Charvette Mitchell, and I'm an online strategist, uh, marketing specialist, and I work with female entrepreneurs and a few lucky men get sprinkled in to enable them to build their online platforms and personal brands so that they generate more revenue. Uh, and I do that focus on your marketing, your visibility, and your branding. And this show is one of those outlets. And so we're going to take a really quick commercial break. I do definitely want to shout out um, media sponsors, Swag Her Magazine. You might be listening or watching from one of their platforms. Shout out to Swag Her Magazine. Um, they use positive media and storytelling to create new narratives and mindsets around Black people, our communities, our businesses, and our organizations that we lead. So shout out to Swag Her Magazine. All right, we're going to take a very quick um, commercial break. We don't want you to move. We're going to be right back. All right. I was bopping to that. I know y'all was bopping to that music. Um, I hope to see you in Richmond, Virginia for my sixth annual pop-up conference, November 4th, 5th, and 6th. I will see you there. All right. So let's jump back on in um, to um, this conversation around contractors and employees. And listen, if you are listening in and you're saying, well, I'm not there yet, information is power. Information gives you structure and you know what to look for. But then a lot of use, as my friends in Boston would say, a lot of use are there. A lot of use uh, are um, engaging with contractors, virtual assistants, um, and um, a lot of you are ready to go to the employee level. So let's bring our guest back into the virtual studio, Del Mar Johnson, uh, is here with us. So um, let's jump back in. And actually, since I just mentioned virtual assistants, mm -hmm. which typically fall in the contractor space. Am I accurate? Yes. So a lot of a lot and some of them do the social media, piece, but a lot of um, entrepreneurs will start with a virtual assistant. Any anything you want to just any nuggets you want to throw out specifically around virtual assistants? And you're and you're correct. Virtual assistants would typically be considered contractors as well, because usually a virtual assistant has more than one client uh, and you are have allocated maybe uh Maybe they have packages, you know, VAs have packages that they are that they are sell and have set up so you'll know exactly what your budget should be. So maybe they, you know, maybe you buy one of their 10 hours a month package. And then those 10 hours they've um they have agreed to certain deliverables per month. 
based around those 10 hours. So VAs, especially those who are, who are really seasoned VAs and yeah. have, you know, have worked with clients over and over again, already have their packages developed, you know, their service agreements and things of that nature. So a lot of times, if you don't necessarily have a service agreement, that VA who's been doing it for a while has a service agreement and you've bought their package and they, you know, they build you once a month or bi-weekly, however you've agreed to set that, to set that up. So they would be considered contractors. And again, those who more seasoned are a little bit more structured. So they already have their packages available. So if you buy a 10, you know, 10 hours a month or 25 hours a month, then those are the hours that they are committed to providing you those deliverables. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that, the hours. So, you know, you don't have to, those that are watching and listening, you don't have to think, oh, I, I don't have 40 hours worth of work for someone every week. I don't have 20 hours worth of work, but you might have 10 hours a month. And so I would say start sooner than you think you need to so that you can kind of iron things out and work through it. Now, and that's why you connect with Delmar. Johnson, you have products, you have books. Let's 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 stick a few. Tell me a couple of products that you have maybe out um, that sure. people could get. Yeah, sure. Besides my book, HR is Sex, which you've already mentioned, The Truth About Human Resources and Why It's Necessary for Your Business. That is in my uh, um, in my shop as well. But my digital shop is delmarandco.shop. And I have like HR startup in a box was just about every form you could think of if you're trying to set up and get organized in your business with the different type of forms that you need, like hiring forms, welcome templates, uh, even have uh, spreadsheets uh, spreadsheets in there that actually help you predetermine what your payroll budget would be for when you begin to paying out money. So I have a lot of great goodies inside the HR startup in a box. But if you visit my digital shop, delmarico.shop, it actually, I actually created those digital products with the startup in mind when I did them. Yeah, so, you've got- I continue to add to the shop. So delmarico.shop and just, you know, have a good time there. <laughs> yeah, you've got contractor, yeah. onboarding, offboard, like yeah. all, all the things there. All yes. right, shout out um, to our media sponsor, Swag Her Magazine. Thanks for popping on in. Thanks for popping in. All right, and so I'm now at the place of, I am ready for an employee. My first employee, um, perhaps have done, you know, the person might be saying perhaps have, have had a lot of contractors. Um, now, what are things to consider? And you already answered some things at the beginning of the podcast, so we won't have to go back. But some things to consider, at least like where do I even go to look for people? How do I do a job description? Yeah, most definitely. That's one thing that you want to start with is actually, and I call them job avatars. Create the job that you're wanting to actually feel. And they may have already been working in it as a contractor. Now you wanted to convert them to an employee. So that makes it a little bit easier of actually creating that job description because somebody is already doing it. Now you just want them to be part of the long-term team of your company as an employee. So make sure you have that make sure you have that job description down pat. And then if you're going to have an employee, also make sure that you have some policies in place. You've written down those expectations in policies because policies give you guidelines and policies also help you to develop your business culture, helps you to develop that staff, that workplace culture, as I call it, for those people that you're going to bring on as W-2 employees now. You know, you have to also think about what is payroll taxes going to call you, call, excuse me, cost you, getting tongue-tied, what a payroll tax is going to cost you. So you need to yeah. make sure that you have the budget for it, right? You need to make sure that you have the budget for it. And then, you know, also, you know, make sure that you're ready to relinquish some of the control that you probably have more so as, as a contractor, as a solopreneur. That's one of the biggest things that I ask is like, 
you have to be able to relinquish some of the control and give them the accountability of being able to perform at the level that you desire them to be. They may not they may not perform right off the bat at the level that you need them to. So training is going to be important. You cannot mm. hire somebody and expect them to know how to operate in your business. Right. And you're not providing any type of training or maybe, you know, maybe there's some paid training that you can send them to and you don't necessarily have to do the training, you know, altogether. Or maybe you already have someone on your team can be a liaison for that. But if training is not part of your hiring and onboarding process, you're going to miss out and that's going to wind up causing turnover. Quicker oh. than you would desire it to be. So a lot of times they say, well, Jim, I don't have time to train. Well, don't hire Oh, that might be an uncomfortable truth. Uh, that might be an uncomfortable truth. I, hear, I see a question coming in from my Facebook group. Uh, Rita Moore, thank you for popping in. Do you have letter of agreement templates? And I'm assuming that's for contractors. If that's for a contract, I usually call the service agreements. I assume that's what they're meaning. Yes, I do have that in my HR startup in a box. And when you go to my shop, um, it'll really kind of jump out at you, actually. But if you go to my shop you will see uh, individual toolboxes as well as a bundle that's called HR Startup in a Box. And I literally have just about every document that you could think of to start off with, including a letter of agreement, but I call it a service agreement. All right. Great, 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 great. Um, wow. So there's so much that could go, could really go into this. And so do you work one-on-one -on -one if say there's an entrepreneur listening saying, I'm ready for that first hire? Can they consult with you? Do you, how does that work? Almost oh, definitely. They can uh, they can consult with me. You can go to askdelmar.com. Uh, that's something I just recently changed. So hopefully it's going to be working. <laughs> if not, you actually can hit me in the DM too. If my ask Delmar doesn't take you to my calendar you and get on my calendar so we can have a conversation, just DM me. I actually do respond to my DMs, especially if you're serious. If you're serious about making the move to actually position yourself as the CEO that you're growing into be, I will answer those DM. But you can go to xdelmar.com and, and get on my calendar. And let's let's see what it is that I can support you in. So I work one-on-one. -on -one. I also do, obviously, training for groups, uh, yeah. small and big organizations. So it's just a lot of things that uh, I'm able to do and look forward to, you know, look forward to doing as I um, you know, as more people hear me, how about that? As more people realize that? that I exist to help them really become the CEO that they're that they're in motion and evolving uh, to be. So, should someone call themselves a CEO if they only have contractors, or should they only call themselves a CEO if they have actual W two employees? That's kind of a little bit of a thing I think that's out in the industry. That's a debate. Well, you know what I think. And I've heard that debate too, Charvette, and I'm at the age, <laughs> at the uh -huh. age now where it's like, what is it that you're desiring to be? What are mm. you aspiring to be? Are you going to call yourself what you're moving into or are you going to call yourself where you're at right now? So you can have a team and be a CEO. Because if we look at the big corporations, the CEOs of the FedExes and the UPSs and the Amazons of the world, do they not have employees and contractors? Yes, they, they do. They CEOs. All right. There you go. And uh, listen, I know our time is just about up, but I think this is so valuable. And I want listeners and viewers to connect if you're you're at this place with Delmar. And definitely check out the templates. I've purchased templates. I've purchased her book. So I'm not saying it's from a place of... Um, 
you know, whatever. I've, I've actually purchased products. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, valid purchase, not not no, you know, give me this so you can be on the show. No, like my money, I purchased it. Um, but one thing I want to leave the audience with, um, because sometimes small business owners feel like, well, I can't compete with like an Amazon. I can't compete with a FedEx. But um, I, I posted in my stories yesterday and I, and I said I would hit on this. There is a statistic out and I think it was Forbes. Uh, I'll go back in my stories and look that said 50 percent of the people that have been working from home now during this pandemic. Now that vaccinations are out, now that the world is, is getting back to a new normal and they're going to have to go back into the workplace. It was some crazy number, like 50 percent were like, I, I'd almost rather get another job where I could work from home instead of having to go stay with the current company and go back into a building. And so I think that that highlights perhaps benefits that small entrepreneurs um, have that can compete. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, you don't necessarily have to give, have health insurance and just some kind of benefits we could be thinking about. Yes, you don't necessarily have to have health uh, health insurance right away, right? And most entrepreneurs and startups, are not, that's not even on their radar. All right, that's not even on their radar, but there's so many other things that you could do that's outside of the box. And for, for a small business owner that's trying to find their way, so okay, how can I make it more enticing for the person to come yeah. with me and I don't have the health benefits in place yet? Maybe six months, maybe 12 months down the road. That's quite all right. You have to think outside the box. It could be things like you paying them for their birthday off. Oh, that's the uh -huh. benefit. You know, yeah. it could be it could be that once a month you provide lunch. That's an incentive. That's a benefit. Yeah. Like people like to eat, right? And people like to eat free. Okay. Yeah. These are just some <laughs> of the simple things. You know, you can have you can have uh, a, a spa, a spa day, or a massage person go to their home, or you know, maybe have a certificate where they'll go to the place. Uh, and have a have a massage or something like that. It's so many different ways that you can actually put an incentive package together from the mm. simplest things to like maybe a little bit more complex, you know, complex things or things that may be a, a you know monetary, you know, monetary. It could be gift cards. It could be so many different things that you can do to have have an incentive. And there's a book out. It used to be called A Thousand and One Ways to Reward Your Employees. And I actually think they revised it to like 1,501 ways to wow. reward your employees when you don't, you know, necessarily have or right now uh, benefits and, you know, the medical and dental and vision, all those kind of things, because they can be costly, especially for someone that hasn't built their team out yet to where they can get a, yeah. a few more benefits and a few more discounts of, of the more people that they have as employees on their team. You know, there's there's variations of benefits that are out there that are really concentrated towards small business owners. But, you know, say, for instance, you already have five people or five employees. You're still a startup, still a small business, but you've been in the position to have three to four to five people uh, as W-2 employees. You actually, there are actually benefit plans out there for even a business owner that small. Yeah. So great, great, great. I wanted to just open up mm -hmm. the thought process. Uh, and, and let me clarify those that are listening and watching. Um, when we're talking about benefits, medical benefits, you as the entrepreneur, I'm, I'm saying you need to have benefits. I, I came out the gate with I didn't I never miss having um, medical and all that. No, I'm not talking about you individually. You individually need to 
have medical insurance and all that. We're talking about offering medical insurance benefits to an employee that you might not have that out the gate. But even things like casual, being able to wear casual clothes, being able to work from home since that statistic was like 50 percent said they'd rather yeah. almost quit. So that's a benefit. So there I love the incentive package that we can put together our own incentive packages and um, get out there and secure contractors, hire employees and all that and connect with Delmar. So our time is up. I have, I have I snuck and took more time than I asked for. Um, one more time, all of your connection points, all the ways they can they can work with you. Yes, definitely uh, hit me up at asksdelmar.com uh, or delmarjohnson.com. And if they want to get the book also, they can go directly to hrsexybook.com. So I gave them a couple of different things, but I actually want to give them something free if that's all right. Let me give yes. them a link where they can download an actual uh, how to how to onboard successfully. So I gave them, I created a little guide for them just to get them to thinking about the things that they would need to put in. So I'm giving yes. you a short bit.ly link. It's just a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly forward slash keys to onboard. K-E-Y-S-T-O onboard. Keys to onboard. And that's a bit.ly link. And you can just grab that for free. Nothing, you know, nothing, no strings attached. You just get it, and then it gives you an opportunity to think about the kind of things that you need to have in place in order to create an onboarding experience for people you bring on as employees. Oh, I love that. Thank you. And we'll make sure that we go through all of the different places and copy and paste um, that bit.ly link. If you're watching and if you are you are listening, we'll make sure it's in the show notes if you're listening in iTunes and all those places. All right. Well, it is a wrap. Um, Delmar, thank you so much for just sharing and all of the work that you do. I don't really know of anyone else in, in this space um, as an HR, you know, brain for hire um that helps small businesses so thank you for being in this space and helping us grow and build empires thank you so much i i enjoyed it when you're having a good time time goes back quickly i mean it really does it really does <laughs> thank you again all right thank you all right, listeners and viewers, that is a wrap for today. Um, so if you missed any portion, you're like, oh, I'm trying to, what did she say? Go back and watch either, <laughs> watch the replay, uh, listen to the podcast again and share it with a friend, share it with the biz bestie um, and say, you need to check this out. And really what I, the whole purpose of this show is to enlighten you. Um, but this segment in particular, to enlighten your thought process. Again, if you are not there yet, um, you know the possibilities. And, and we are we are dangerous when we know the possibilities. It's all about knowing the possibilities of what you can and you will be able to do. All right. It is a wrap. Um, thank you. Connect with me, Charvette, all over the internet, other than Instagram. You know, Instagram is Charvette M because somebody already has Charvette and they're not using it and I can't contact them. Um, Charvette, Charvette.com is the main website for this show and you can connect and um, hear and read about all of our guests that are coming up and that are um, past. And that's that. We'll see you all later on the web. Bye. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.